and welcome back. This is Conscious Nation, the podcast. I am your host, Naomi. Today for episode five, I want to discuss um, authenticity, um, specifically being authentic. Um, I do believe it's actually harder um, the younger that you are. I think this because the younger you are, you know, you learn who you are the older you get. And so the younger we are, you know, when I was a teenager or even, you know, preteen, I had no clue who I was. And it's difficult to be authentic to who you are when you don't know who that is yet, you know, and you're still figuring that out. Um, so I think that, you know, over time we learn, you know, we learn and we figure out who we are. And I think once you figure who, who that, you know, exactly is, that's where this kind of comes into play and being authentic to who that is. I mean, if you think about just a handful, you know, of the most successful people you know or that you know of, one of the many things they all have in common is they are all authentic to their unique self. They're all, you know, different and unique in their own way, and they are confident in who that is, you know, and to me, that's, you know, like the definition of being authentic. I don't know anyone happily successful in life that's inauthentic, you know, or that the person that they portray themselves as is not who they really are. And I think we all can tell. I think everyone can tell when you're not being real. I, I can tell, I can tell when, you know, obviously I know when I'm not being real, but I can tell when other people aren't as well without even knowing them, even watching, you know, and on the news, if they're interviewing someone, you know, you can, you can tell and that, so, and I think, especially with this generation, um, you would just with so much noise of just how many people there are on social media, which is just a big boiling pot, I think, of just inauthentic portrayals. I shouldn't say people. It's not that people are fake. It's just we all show what we want people to see and we don't show what we don't want people to see which is not being authentic. That's not to say you should go post all of your deepest, darkest secrets and regrets. You know, I don't think that would be useful um, or beneficial, you know, to for anyone. But I just think that there is so much noise out there of all of the best parts of people's lives and only the best parts of their lives that it's really, it's, very attractive when somebody is raw, when someone is unashamed of who they are and just 100% raw and real 
with how they portray themselves to the world. That is how people grow followers. That's like one of the biggest tips of influencers, you know, to gain a following and to, you know, grow your platform. And I, that's great advice, I think, but not just for social media, I think for reality. I really can't, I try, and I really can't think of any, anyone successful. And just keep in mind, I'm measuring success here by happiness, not wealth. I know plenty of rich people that are inauthentic to who they are. Um, And it shows, you know, but I don't think, I don't think you can be inauthentic and genuinely happy in the long run. I just don't think those two go hand in hand, you know? And so I do think if you just think of the two people that you idolize that are successful by your standards of what success is, are they both authentic? You know, are the, those two or three people, are they authentic to who they are? I bet you the answer is yes. Because that is, and it's, it's something that we gravitate towards. It's something that just draws you in and makes you want to know that person and for me personally, like it's an automatic, it's, it's so easy for me to respect someone who's authentic, you know, and it's a trust factor too. I do feel like I'm more apt to trust someone I feel is authentic as well. I don't know how many times I'm going to say authentic during this episode. So (laughs) bear with me. Um, so we all know what our version of being authentic is And we all know people in our lives that are authentic. And, you know, we know the benefits of what exactly that is. But I mostly wanted to talk about the obstacles. Like, what's stopping us from being authentic? What are the things hindering our growth to being authentic? Because I personally have found in my life that one of the biggest obstacles for me is comparison. You know, and I find myself comparing myself to other people. It really halts my growth, you know, towards being myself and being comfortable with myself. I think being yourself is one thing, you know, and it's kind of inevitable when you get around family and really close friends or like old friends that knew you, you know, growing up and stuff. It's, it's, it's funny how much you notice yourself change in those situations. It's like, whoa, yeah, I forgot that I was like this. You know, that, that kind of true self is what I'm talking about here. Um, And I do, for me, comparison is one of the biggest obstacles. Um, I, that would be, most difficult on this generation because of social media, Instagram and Facebook. And like I said, everybody portraying their best lives and not always their, you know, real lives. Um, Because going on and seeing all of that, you can't help but compare. You know, you can't help but want what they have in a way. 
Um, not every single account, but you know what I'm talking about here. Just, you know, you going through, especially Instagram. Oh, especially Instagram. It's so hard not to compare my life or my fashion sense or my hair or everything. I, you know, I see something I like and then I com- immediately compare it to what, what I currently have, you know, to kind of bridge that gap between where I'm at now and how I can get to look like that or have that or go to that place or, you know, whatever it is. And I think that that really hinders the process of being authentic because then you're being dragged into all these directions of how do I get to be like that, even though that isn't in alignment with your authentic self. It's actually pulling you away from It's having you build and create this person that, you know, is mixed up of all these different things you've seen that you like when it's not really remaining true, could not be remaining true to yourself. You know, I personally deleted my Facebook account um, for over three years because of it, because I found myself constantly in this dark place after going on Facebook and seeing, I, I think Facebook has changed since making a new one and re-upping it. I do think that, or maybe it's just because I made a new account and I'm following, you know, I'm friends with not all the same people and at the same magnitude that I was in my old account. Um, but that three-year break from Facebook was really healthy for me and really good for me. And I don't think everyone should have to take a break, you know, a, a, such a long, dramatic break from social media. Um, But I do think that it's healthy if you are trying to find yourself. I don't think, and I do, I am talking about like mindless scrolling. Like I'm bored, so I'm going to check Instagram newsfeed. Like if you can stay away from the newsfeed, you'll be fine. Just check in with the people that you actually talk to and, you know, instead of scrolling through. Um, If you can stay away from the newsfeed for a long enough time, whether it's a couple weeks, a couple months, a couple years, for me, it was about three years. Um, that just, just until you can figure out who your authentic self is, because it's unique to you. And that is the most alluring and attractive thing about most influencers, you know, especially with YouTube is like, They are completely unique and different from most people. And everyone is unique to themselves. It's just about being authentic to your unique self, you know, and being confident in who that person is and being confident in in putting that out there for other people to critique and judge and enjoy, you know, and bond with. Because that is what most of the top influencers on YouTube, that is some. That is one thing they all have in common. They are all authentic to their unique self. And there's so many personal benefits to being authentic. And there's so little cons. I mean, if you can deal with judgment and backlash from, from, from you know, strangers pretty much, that's just one of the cons is that, if somebody is going to say, 
if you're going to post a podcast or a YouTube video or what have you of yourself, even a picture, you know, or whatever it is, and somebody were to say, some stranger some who follows you were to say, ugh, I thought I would like this show, but their voice is just so annoying. It drives me insane. I can't stand their voice. If you, the person that you're portraying in that post, video, whatever, is not who you really are, that comment is not going to hurt you half as much as if you're being authentic to yourself. You know, if, the, if who you put out there is your true, real, raw self, it's going to hurt a lot more than it would if you weren't and if you're just portraying what you think people want to see, you know, because that's not your real self anyway, so it's not going to hurt as much. You know, you might be a little offended, but it's not personal because that's not who you are. That's not the real you, you know, but I do think people can definitely tell. I can definitely tell when people are just showing me what they think I want to see and when I'm seeing who they really are, you know, and it goes, it goes so far with other people. It really does, you know, in reference to other people, whether it's getting followers or making new friends or networking for your business or what have you, you are going to get there 10 times faster and you're going to go 10 times farther if you're doing it on, you know, from, from your true self. If you, that's who you're portraying, if that's who you're being and that's who you're living your life as. So I think step one to getting to this glorious place is figuring out who your most authentic self is. Because that's not to say, well, I like pizza. My favorite color is lilac purple. And I absolutely am terrified of skateboarding down a hill. And no, not what you like, not what you do, not what you wish you did. Who you are. At your core, who you are. I know my authentic self is outgoing, talkative, whether it's nervous talking, whether it's just excited talking. I'm a very talkative person and I am outgoing. I'm not social. I'm an introvert. You know, like I get energy being alone and in solitude. I am definitely a homebody, but and I drain my battery and I lose energy being around people and socializing. You know, though most people would think if you were to meet me as a stranger in a grocery store and have a conversation with me, you would think the opposite. You would think I was a 100% extrovert. You know, in a social environment, I seem like I thrive when I truly do just feel anxiety inside. <laughs> but, you know, things like things like that. Like, and that seems so, so anyone that doesn't truly know me would think you're not an introvert, you're an extrovert. They would think like, oh, you're just somebody who wants to be an introvert. So that's who you're portraying. That's who you want me to, that's what you want me to think you are. That's who you want me to think you are. Where it's like, no, I realize that it seems contradictory. If you were to meet me and have a conversation with me, what you, I know what you would think of me, but then I know 
what I know how I really am. And I know at where I'm most comfortable, you know? And so instead of going and trying to find a happy medium so people don't think that, you know, I'm a liar, try and find a happy medium between extrovert and introvert, I'm I'm just going to let people think. I mean, this is such a silly example, but you get the point. You don't need to pretend you like things you don't like or that you want to go places you don't want to go or that you're not afraid of things that you are afraid of or vice versa. You know, if you don't like Italian food and you're newly dating and single and they bring you to an Italian restaurant, you don't need to pretend you like Italian food so that you don't seem high maintenance or particular or, you know, whatever. You don't need to do that. You need to be your authentic self. And you don't, you know, maybe you are really picky. Maybe your authentic self is very picky with food. Is it really the worst thing? I would rather have a friend who's a picky eater to the point where it's annoying than have a friend who is eating all these different types of foods with me that they don't actually like. You know, in some ways, it kind of feels like a betrayal. When somebody starts, I I actually went through this. It was a very awkward transition, too. And I'm still, you know, I'm still working on it. I'm still changing and growing as we all, all are. But it was a very awkward phase to go from very little of the person I was was authentic. Very little percentage of what even my closest friends knew of me was authentic. Even the friends that have known me since childhood, you know, and growing and changing. It wasn't like I woke up one day and said, I'm sick of being this fake person. You know, it wasn't like that. It's just as I've gotten older, it's just something that has shifted and changed. And especially with you know, my curiosity and passion for self-development and self-help, you know, when I really dove into that industry and started exploring myself and, you know, just kind of going through this shift in my life, probably about four years ago is when I really started getting into it. Um, I did notice like big changes. They weren't subtle changes in me as a person. You know, I started setting boundaries that I'd never set before. I'm typically a people pleaser and a giver. Um, I just want to make people happy, even if it puts me out to do it. And I started setting these boundaries and not bending over backwards for the people that I have my entire life. And that was really awkward to do. That was really awkward and uncomfortable for both, for the people involved and myself. But it just happened. It just happened. And I knew the way that it came across. I knew that those boundaries I was I was setting came across as like, or in my head anyway, it felt as though they were feeling as though I didn't care as much. I didn't care to do the things I used to do. You know, oh, I'm always the one to drive all the way to you. Or 
I'm, you know, just what these little things that whatever it was now it was, oh, okay, well, if we're going to do this, then let's do something halfway or you come to me or you, this is again, a silly example, but, um, just the one that pops in, you know, first it, it was awkward because it was, they had known this person, you know, whether it's my entire life or for so long that I no longer was. And I never was really, if we really, you know, if I'm, if I'm realistic, I never was, but I wasn't going to continue focusing on everybody else to the point where I just was being whoever they needed me to be, you know, whether it, that could have changed day by day. And it definitely changed by person. Like I know what this person, you know, I know how to fill this person's needs. And so I'd be this person for this friend and I would be this other person similar, but you know, slight shifts for this other friend just to fit what they needed and what had already, what had just to keep it working because it worked this way for so long. This was just habit and, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, but I did, I started to shift into this person slowly, but surely the person that I wanted to be, yes, but also that I already, it's so hard to explain, but that it's like, I started to shift into the person that I was meant to be because I wasn't, it's not like I already was this person inside. It's like, no, I had never, never been this person, but I, it just, you just know, cause it's, it's who you're supposed to be. It feels right. Even if it affects people in a negative, other people in a negative way. And even if the cost is really high for it, it feels right because it's true to who you are. You know, any decision you're making for yourself that's getting you closer to your true self is never going to feel bad. It's always at the end of the day going to feel like the right move to make or the right decision or the right change or whatever the situation is. It's always going, you're, you'll just feel it. And it feels like it's, it's meant to be because it's who you're meant to be. Even though there might be negative feelings or emotions attached because of how it affects the people that you love most, if that makes sense. Um, I had read an article a couple years ago about um, addicts, um, and addiction in families and how, um, this is a extreme paraphrase here, but, um, basically how, when it, in some cases, in some family dynamics, when an addict has been using for so long, decades, even, you know, whatever, and then they get sober, the, this family system and dynamic Sometimes subconsciously, those family members who have only ever wanted that addict to get sober, they'll subconsciously attack the addict's sobriety because of the change, the fact that that person is changing, even though it's obviously for the best and obviously, you know, let's say a mother to son dynamic, the mother wants the son to be sober you know, consciously, she wants the son to be sober and not do all those things anymore. But subconsciously, she could be doing things to attack his sobriety because it's such a huge 
change and shift that it scares the mom and she doesn't know how to handle it, but she does know how to handle her addict son. She does know who to be for that person. So like she'll do, you know, again, subconsciously, she'll do things to kind of like undermine his sobriety. I'm not saying, you know, I don't think it meant as extreme as walking in the room with a handful of drugs for him, but you know, other things, subtle things, because they're just so comfortable with that son set in his ways of being an addict. That's what they've known for so long. And that's how they, you know, they know what to do and how to handle it. And even though they don't want that, who no one would want that for their brother or son or father or whoever, but subconsciously they, they do because of the change. It's so uncomfortable and they don't know how to handle it. And their just primitive reaction is to sabotage it, you know? And I thought that was so interesting. I really thought that was so interesting because I did feel a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. I did feel pushback. I, and still do sometimes from the people that I love, but I did change so drastically in such a, I guess, seemingly a short period of time. For me, it wasn't a short period of time, but outwardly I can see where it would seem like such a short period of time. For the people that have known me my entire life, three or four years is a short period of time for somebody to go from A to Z, you know? And I, I have changed just so much that I did feel it wasn't anything obvious, but it, what, what to me felt like pushback in certain scenarios only. It just felt like, not that some people couldn't be happy, but just that they didn't know how to be with me. It's like we had to relearn each other. You know, and we had to reef, kind of figure out a new way to function. And ultimately, it only bettered our relationships, you know, and it was inevitable because I feel like whether you, whether you put the effort and the time in to figure out who you really are, or whether you never put that actual conscious effort in over time, over the span of your lifetime, throughout certain scenarios and situations. And just as you age in general, I, you will figure out who your authentic self is, but is it, are you, do you want to wait until, you know, all the planets align and you go through X amount of scenarios and situations to figure that out? Or do you just want to put the time and effort and energy in now and figure it out and then have that many more years of your life living as your authentic self versus still trying to figure that out. Cause I don't, I don't believe it takes a lifetime to figure it out. I think it does if you let it and if you don't try, you know, or put any effort to, but I think if you actually make the conscious decision that like, I want to figure out a, who I truly am. And then I want to remain as authentic, authentic as possible to that person. I want to honor that person for the, for the rest of my life. Once I figure who that is, you know, once I figure out who exactly it, I, it, that person is in myself, I'm going to honor it and remain loyal to that person. I'm not going to, you know, 
allow myself to change in inauthentic ways. I'm not going to allow myself to want a big fancy house just because circumstantially, coincidentally, the man that I marry, that's what he wants. When really I wanted a farm, a little cabin in the woods and a farm. And that's who I, that's what I really want. That's, that's the, what would feed my soul. But because the man I eventually end up marrying down the road wants a big mansion and, you know, or maybe the person you end up with doesn't want any kids, but you, in your heart, you've always wanted kids, you know? No, it's a lot. It could be more inconvenient to remain authentic to yourself and true to who you are in those situations. But like those, that's when it's most important. When it's super inconvenient and there are things at stake and that you're risking, that's when it's so crucial because that's exactly how, yes, how you figure it out, who you really are, but more importantly, how you honor who that is. And then it's set in stone. And yes, you will change throughout your lifetime, but that doesn't, it's not like you're going to figure out who you really are and then that's who you're going to be. You're so you're going to change what you like and you know, what your goals are and where you see yourself. And there's so many things that are going to change, but who you are at your core and who you're meant to be, those types of things I don't believe change. You know, I think just the sooner we can figure that out, the better. And I personally, I've just really buckled down and just kind of made it a priority in my life. I just want, you know, I'm just on this journey to figure figure out exactly who that is so that I can honor that and move forward with that, especially with this platform and what it is I'm trying to do here. I don't think a self-help podcast or platform is something anyone would be successful doing if they weren't being authentic. You know, if the person that I showed you guys and the person that, you know, I, I put out there wasn't authentic. I don't think I would get very far. So it's kind of like, how serious are you about what it is you want to do? Because in certain, in certain industries, almost most, yeah, most all it's crucial for long-term success, you know? I don't know. Just some uh, food for thought again. But um, let me know what you guys think of today's episode. And I also want to know what it is, what topics you think we should discuss next. Um, I may not be able to post another episode um, this week. Um, but if not Friday, then it will be on next Wednesday. I look forward to seeing you guys then. Thanks for listening to episode five of the Conscious Nation podcast. Until next time.